and bounce. Build to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. So every year here at Well and Good, we do something called Renew Year for our January programming. And that really comes from the idea that New Year's resolutions are complete and total bullshit. You don't need to change yourself or reinvent yourself just because it's a new year. But it is really a time where we want to refresh, we want to reset, and, you know, we want to renew. It just feels like a little bit of a naturally clean slate. And so the goal of these next few episodes is to talk about just that. What are some tactical steps we can all take to help ourselves recenter? I am Director of Creative Development, Ella Dove, and host of today's episode, where we speak with anti-diet dietitian, Delina Soto. She's got a fresh take on what I think is one of the most complicated relationships we all have, our relationship with food and how we can approach that in the new year. My name is Delina Soto, and I'm practicing on saying it in Spanish more because that's how my parents say it. I like to do that now, Delina. I am what I call myself an anti-diet dietitian because I feel like we live in a world that's just constantly bombarding us with those fat diets. And I really just want you to get rid of this notion that there's this perfect way of eating or these set of rules that we need to follow when it comes to food and really learn, right, the nutrition in our food and learn how it, you know, works in our body and how it can help us and nourish ourselves, you know, mentally, physically, and just approach our health in a holistic way. So kind of coming (laughs) into this time of year where so many resolutions are focused on diet, can you first just kind of talk me through why you think that might be? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that this idea of new beginnings of a whole new year really presents itself from a marketing standpoint as like, well, if it's going to be a new year, it could also be a new year, right? And it makes it feel like it's a fresh start, right? For a lot of people, it just feels like, okay, you know, the holidays I indulged. So in January, I'm just going to really, you know, 
get my health in order, right? Because it always comes from a health standpoint, I want to say. You know, a lot of people really do want that health. But then diet culture bombards us with health is thinness, one, and health is restriction when, you know, it's the complete opposite of that. But in our conversations, I had to ask, is there anything wrong with thinking that holidays are all about indulgence? Are we even indulging over the holidays? And if we are, is it awful to come to January feeling like we want to reel it in a little bit? I don't think inherently there's anything wrong with wanting to eat better in the new year, right? I think that a lot of times what happens during the holidays is we get told that we're going to indulge too much, but are we really? And then it's that all or nothing mentality of like, screw it. This is the only time I'm going to be able to have these foods. So then I'm just going to have it all. And then there's that like binge restrict cycle that happens a lot during the holidays because you don't eat for a whole day because you have that holiday dinner that night or you're going to that, you know, happy hour or that party. And then that usually backfires. And then we're in a vicious cycle from November to December of restricting and then what it feels like it's overindulging instead of just having had November and December just be normal, (laughs) you know, patterns of eating where you have your breakfast, you have your lunch, you enjoy your day, and then you go to the party and you enjoy what's there. You're able to take things home. But I think marketing also makes this scarcity mentality around holiday foods that's like, this is the only time you're going to get it. So you have to eat it all now. And if you don't eat it, you're going to miss out. And it works. That's so true. (laughs) And so then in January, everybody's like, ah, I overdid it. And now I have to restrict in order to make up for all of that. But like, I just want everybody to know, like, we can have a healthy relationship with food all year. You don't have to re-begin in January. Do you think this time of year, your work is extra essential this January season? (laughs) Do you want my honest opinion? (laughs) Yes, I do. I want your honest opinion. I feel like I feel like in January is not when people start working with me. People actually oh, go through cycles. I do. I feel like January is not like an uptick at all. I think that what happens is people have this fallacy of I am going to do it. This is going to be the diet. This is going to be the one that works. And they fall for the trap because it, diet culture is a trap and there's nothing wrong with that. I tell people all of the time, my goal isn't for you to feel like you're never going to diet again. Although like, that's what we want. But like, if you fall for a diet, cause they're sneaky, I want you to have the tools to be like, holy crap, that felt shitty. And I don't want to do that again. And I want out and you can do that because intuitive eating, healing your relationship with food allows that, right? Diet culture makes you feel like there's one right way. And if you don't do it, you have no willpower. You're wrong. I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to know that you have options and you can't fail intuitive eating. You can't fail healing your relationship with food. So for those of you who may not know, intuitive eating is a term that was coined by two dietitians in 1995, and it's essentially a non-diet approach to health and wellness that involves nourishing yourself by tuning into what your body tells you you want to eat in any given moment. Instead of trying to follow a strict eating plan, the goal is to be in touch with what your body is signaling physically, mentally, emotionally in any given moment and make food choices accordingly. Basically, if you feel hungry, You're encouraged to check in with that feeling and then eat. 
The goal of intuitive eating has nothing to do with weight management. Instead, intuitive eating is designed to help people get out of the diet cycle and heal their relationship with food. We dropped a few links in the description where you can learn more about intuitive eating, how to start, where to begin, if it might be right for you. The opposite to intuitive eating is something like cleansing, which of course I had to pick Delina's brain about. Talk to me about how you feel about cleansing. When you talk about food cleanses or, you know, like anything that's related to diet, do you think people should be going on New Year's cleanses? No, because usually you're just dehydrating your body. (laughs) There's not much of like cleansing to do. (laughs) Like the green smoothies, for instance, which of course, it's like a burst of fruits and vegetables, tons of vitamins, tons of water. Of course, you're going to feel great after you drink something like that. If you were like heavy on the alcohol and a lot of the foods during the holidays, you come out of that and then you're like, "Ooh, my body feels like it just got a burst of, you know, vitamins. It's going to feel great. You're going to feel energized. But like, do you have to do that for five days straight? No, you can literally do that at any times because it's going to give me a burst of vitamins and it's going to hydrate me at this moment and it's going to make me feel good. It doesn't have to have the restrictive intention next to it. It doesn't have to have the detox intention. I say this all the time, but like diet culture takes things that could be really good for us and then just swings the pendulum to the other side where it's ridiculous like there's nothing wrong with smoothies there's nothing wrong with green juices but the intention behind it and the way that you utilize to restrict or modify your body that is what's Mm -hmm. wrong with it yeah they're not the only things that are good for you the vitamins and nutrients in the smoothie are not any more valuable than the vitamins and nutrients in you know your aunt's home cooking or whatever you did last night exactly exactly so Is there a better way to approach our eating habits that isn't focused on things like weight loss or these outside factors of like refreshing and restarting for the new year? (laughs) Yeah, I think the way that I see nourishing our bodies, I always talk about the pendulum, right? Because when we think of diet culture, I think of the pendulum always swinging to the extremes. Either you're really, really good on one end or you're really, really bad on the other. That binge restrict is just constantly going back and forth. I like to think of, you know, having a good relationship with food as that pendulum when you see it and it's just swinging in the middle at all times. Like some days you eat more vegetables, some days you might eat a little bit more candy, but like it never swings to the extremes. It just stays there nicely. Like you'll notice that again, if you overdid it on sweets and alcohol the day before, your body might be like, yo, (laughs) maybe you want a salad today. (laughs) Maybe you want a green juice today, but your body lets you know that you'll crave those things, right? You'll notice that you're like, I really want that. Like it really tastes good right now, as opposed to I have to do it. I need to detox. When there's days that you eat more, there's days that you eat less, your energy levels are going to fluctuate based on your hormones, based on your movement, based on your stress levels. Like so many things can affect our hunger. And so being able to connect with your body to know these things is important. Now, it's really hard once we've been in diet culture for so long to even trust our hunger. And that's like one of the biggest things we want to learn. 
And where do we begin? How do we start to heal our relationship with food? Because when you talk about that pendulum, that's really bad for your body, but it's also really bad for your mind. It just creates this Mm -hmm. super shitty cycle of feeling guilty and feeling like you did the right thing and Mm -hmm. reward and binge and all of that. Mm -hmm. When we think of, you know, healing our relationship with food or even intuitive eating, people just think it's a free-for-all. Like, holy crap, I'm just going to allow myself to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. That's only one principle of this process. You know, there's 10 principles to guide you. And sometimes it can be hard to do it on your own because there's so much nuance that's missed when you're reading one sentence. And, and sometimes it's important to work with people right? That can help Mm -hmm. you. But if you don't have that option, it's really sitting down. I think, in my opinion, what I have all my clients do is really think of what health means to you, right? Like really think about what you want to achieve. That is not a look. That is not a number on your pants. That is not a letter on your shirt. Let's think about what you want, how you want to feel in your body. And we can achieve that by adding nutrition by adding joyful movement, we don't have to restrict. So if you can just even sit down and write that question for yourself and answer it, you'll start noticing that health is more of a feeling, right? It's you want to walk up a flight of steps and not be (laughs) out of breath, which that takes time. You can't just like do that. You can't run before you walk. Just taking that time to have those reflections with yourself Because you really want to live your life, like you said, in that like binge reward or like, you know, that vicious cycle that constantly restricting and doing these fad diets put us in. Just taking it one day, one meal at a time. I mean, that's the best thing we can do. More after this break. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. How do you, when we're getting bombarded (laughs) with New Year's resolutions, telling us to cut Mm -hmm. and take away and restrict and go on Whole30 and do all this, how do you Mm -hmm. stay safe from those triggers? Yeah, well, one, we talked about cleansing, right? Cleanse your social media. You can follow (laughs) accounts that make you feel better. That would be like the only cleanse you need to do, in my opinion. I don't think people realize that you can actually click on the ad and say, I don't want to see this anymore. (laughs) You could actually flag Instagram and say, this does not relate to me 
and the algorithm mm-hmm. picks up. I truly get zero ads on Instagram because I am constantly like, nope, this doesn't apply to me. Nope. this does. And so now my algorithm knows and I get zero ads. <laughs> wow. You've really gamed the system there. I've I'm definitely just saying. like, what about, you know, dealing with friends and people in your life who you know, you love and maybe can't cleanse who are like doing whole 30 this month. And so for every meal, you're now stuck in these conversations where they're like, oh, I can't have that. And I just feel so much Mm -hmm. better because I cut this out of my life. (laughs) So yeah, I think setting gentle boundaries is important. We need to remember that like boundaries are for ourselves. And something my therapist always you know, says to me is, when you set those boundaries, it's for you to like sometimes also enforce them to yourself. Like, I'm not going to let those conversations get to me or uh, I'm just going to walk away or change the subject because we can't force people to do something or hear something that they're not ready for, right? Mm-hmm. And so setting the boundaries ahead of time before you go out to dinner or to lunch with your friends saying like, hey, I know that you're doing X, Y, Z. That is great for you, but I am not. So I would really like to keep the conversation based on how we're doing, how life is. I really don't want to focus on food. You can order whatever you want. You can, you know, have your dietary preferences, but I don't want that to be the topic of conversation. And if you say that before you get (laughs) to the restaurant or, you know, before it seems like you're being confrontational, um, if you can say that with these I statements, like I am on a different journey or I'm working on healing my relationship with food and I really just want to spend time with you, it doesn't seem so abrasive. It just does help with the scenario. Do you feel like there is sort of a, a more positive side of January and how it, why it allows us to reset or renew our connection to how we feel? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with new beginnings, right? We have a new calendar year. There's so many cultures that celebrate, right, the new year and like those new beginnings. But why does it have to be us? Why can't it be like, you know, in this new year, I'm going to travel more or I'm going to like setting intentions. Like I think that I I like intentions better than goals because goals feel so final and they, you get so out when you can't reach the goals, right? Like goals just Mm -hmm. seem so final. Like I have to do it. Like I want to set the intention of like moving my body more, breathing better and deeper, right? Like getting out in nature, but like setting intentions that make you feel good, right? Like that that you can actually aim for it throughout the 12 months is really, I think, what we want to focus on. So that was part one of New Year, Do You. We'll be back next week to talk about the aesthetics of joy, how to bring some of that into your life, and hear from a positive psychiatrist on how we can make changes that actually stick and feel good. On today's show, you heard me in conversation with Delina Soto. This episode was produced by Taylor Camille, Kate Spees, and myself, Ella Dove, along with many other hands and brains here at Well and Good. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel. And our theme music was created by Madeline Komsky and Matt Didomedico. Our show art was designed by Jenny Gibson and Karina Masonette.